Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Craig here with Pastor Alex in the studio today. Yesterday, May 1st, 2022, we did our second in a series called Jesus Is. And uh, Alex, Pastor Alex, was really occupied with the idea that we need to listen to Jesus. Yeah. And so, yes, Pastor sir. Alex, your question today is simply this. Should I automatically trust a person because they speak for Jesus? Okay, that's a good question. I'm probably going to say something that might surprise you, but I will say no. yes okay. All right. with a caveat. Um, yes because it is good for us as Christians, especially when we're dealing with people who claim the name of Christ in a world that is hostile towards people who claim the name of Christ. It is generally good for us to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? That is like a generally good value. However, there is the reality that all the time people attach Jesus's name to their agenda, right? So there's uh, there's this, I, I have experienced you've, that. You've experienced yes. that before, right? Yes. You know about this. Uh, so there's this call that Jesus gives to his disciples uh, in Matthew chapter 10. He's uh, sending them out to do his work, to partake in it. And he, he's telling them to be careful. This is what he says in uh, Matthew 10, 16. He says, behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, which means that there are going to be all sorts of people out there who are not interested in your good. So be wise as serpents. That is a call, that call to be wise as serpents is to to kind of be evaluative, right? To be aware of what's happening, but at the same time, be innocent as doves, right? You carry this kind of kindness, this goodwill, this benefit of the doubt, uh, believing the best as you can into all the situations that you go into. So you you, you do that, uh, but then the question is, and I think what would be really helpful for us to answer is, how do we equip people to be wise as serpents mm-hmm. in the situations that they're in, right? And I think that's really the call for us. If somebody's uh, claiming to speak for Jesus, the call for all Christians is to be wise as serpents. So this is actually why a warning is given to teachers. Uh, in James chapter three, uh, He James says, you know, all of those who teach, you, not many of you should want to do that, right? Uh, because you who teach are going to be hold to a, held to a higher standard, right? So James chapter three is uh, just kind of rich with this idea that um, those who speak for Jesus, right, need to be particularly careful with what they're doing. So uh, there are a couple uh, of caveats that I want to give for us on how to be wise as serpents. I think the first one is... <clears throat> Like, this is why we read our Bibles, right? Like, this is why we understand scripture, uh, because scripture kind of helps us to know what the mind of God is, to know what God is going for, to know uh, this is why we read the commands of Jesus and understand the heart of Jesus, because we understand ultimately kind of the ends that Jesus is aiming for, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so like we're in sermon prep all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking and somebody will, uh, some uh, one of the three or four of us who are meeting there will say something and kind of the other people in the group will all go, wait, wait a minute. Oh, Pat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll be like, so oh, like let's, let's open up the Bible <laughs> and let's really evaluate that thought that just right. left, left you. And this is a really, like, this is a huge benefit for us because it's, it's keeping us all accountable mm-hmm. to each other. But at the same time, it, um, we're bringing our collective knowledge of scripture to bear on these things that we're doing for sermon prep, right? So, so that's kind of one, uh, one area I just say that there's a huge value on knowing scripture as we talk about what it means to, 
to be wise as serpents as we hear people who speak for Jesus. So I'm thinking about uh, Paul the Apostle. Yeah. And Paul the Apostle was was trained to be a Pharisee of Pharisees, mm-hmm. right? The the cream of the crop, the top of the litter. Right. He was he was prepped to be the best in yes. that group. So he was taught by people he thought were speaking for God, yeah. right? His whole life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he had that moment with Jesus and Jesus said, oh man, you are so on the wrong <laughs> path. Here, right? Right? <laughs> you are, yeah. you are persecuting the very church that I've come to redeem. Yeah. And, uh, and then that changes Paul's view, and he gives up everything, all of the power, mm. all of the authority, all of the, the parties and yes. the prestige. Yes. He gives it all up, and he says, I count all of that as dung mm-hmm. for the sake of knowing Christ, and it only becomes about knowing Christ. Yeah. And so I would agree with you, and, and then for the rest of Paul's life, People from his past ilk yeah. are coming and trying to knock him off. Right, right. They're saying he's not a real apostle. He's not a real disciple. He's not right. a real Christian. He's not. Right. They've got a real trial. Anything. They want to like. They want to kill him. They want him to be in prison. They want to get be done with it. Right. Yeah. And so Paul is saying, listen, the church is going to be full of wolves mm. who are trying to come in, and they will speak in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. but they are leading you down the wrong path. Yeah. How do we gauge that? How does, like, we don't have Paul with us to help us. So how do we gauge it? So that's a really good question. And even even Paul's attitude, I think, is incredibly revealing for us because Paul's attitude and his concern actually leads to kind of where all of the work, like the end result of Jesus's work, I think always leads in this direction. It is always that Jesus must increase and I must decrease, mm. right? That is like, that is the attitude that we see in Paul, right? You talk about him uh, being willing to count all of his past prestige as, as dung, as worthless for the sake of knowing Christ, right? Jesus is becoming more and more famous. Jesus is, uh, I'm getting to know Jesus more and more deeply, right? And that is the only thing that matters. And even if it means that, uh, that all of these people hate me all the more, it's worth it because I know Jesus more. So is Jesus increasing? Uh, and if, if he, the kind of, people speaking for Jesus, if it would lead to any other end result other than Jesus increasing and us decreasing, right? Jesus becoming more and more popular uh, through the work that we're doing, then uh, we might want to question where it's going, right? It becomes insidious because um, there are people you turn on your TV and there are pastors speaking in Jesus' name who are not about Jesus increasing, but they say that they are. Right, so you, uh, this happens all the time with like, let's just say, like people turn Jesus into a tool, yeah. right? So, uh, so prosperity gospel, Jesus is a tool for me to become more prosperous, yeah. more happy, more wealthy, whatever it might be. Jesus is a kind of a pathway for me to get something that I want. If Jesus is a pathway for you to get something that you want, I would wager that you're not actually following Jesus. You're just following your own desires, right? Mm. So the question here that that we all have to kind of be responsible for is Jesus is actually gonna lead us down path, pathways sometimes that we might not love, right? <laughs> sometimes. Like, <laughs> sometimes. Maybe the majority of the but time. The majority of the time, <laughs> But right? you learn to love those pathways. Right, because you know that he is increasing, right? The right. more that you love him, the yeah. more that you love that his name becomes famous. So somebody's giving you advice and it becomes clear that their advice is based on something other than Christ increasing. Yeah then you know you shouldn't be, that person may not be speaking there. for Jesus. Yeah, so go good. in innocent as doves, doves to listen to the mm-hmm. person, 
but evaluate what yeah, you're listening to. For sure. For sure. Thank you, Alex, for that great advice. And I hope that you found some good advice to follow here as well. Join us next time in Sermon Q&A when we discuss more great topics. Mm-hmm.